The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 13 of the Infertility Podcast. Today I have a special guest, my honey. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. All right, Mace. (laughs) Uh, So this is your second time on the podcast. I guess I didn't bomb the first time? No, I think you are in the running for the top three podcast episodes as far as the most listens. Yeah. So the last episode um, you were on was episode five, I believe. Um, the se- the seven-year wait part two. And um, we had an interesting time delving into what the seven-year wait looked like for you and some funny stories. Yeah. <laughs> so um, last week I discussed um, Watch Your Mouth part two one and we discuss the importance of what we say to ourselves and what we allow others to say to us and both of them have their own set of challenges so i wanted to have you on um to give your male perspective on these two aspects of watching your mouth and watching your words yeah, I think that's an important topic. Um, it, it's an interesting one and in how people have different perspectives on it, but I definitely think it's an um, important, it's of importance. Very good. So um, just a quick recap. Um, when we talked about when dealing with ourselves and the way that we speak to ourselves, I talked about the fact that our thoughts um, are kind of what predicate our words and what we vocalize and what we vocalize when you understand that it, it can manifest. And um, we're dealing with tough situations and it kind of becomes a habit of us to talk down to ourselves. Um, it could be simple. Like I feel like between you and I, you just be like, oh my gosh, you're so gorgeous. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not. Thanks. But I need to watch my words. You know what I'm saying? And just say, Thanks, babe. I appreciate you giving me the compliment. So it becomes a habit. So my first question for you is, how do you think your thoughts and words affect you as a person? My thoughts and words affect me as a person. I I think it depends on the circumstance. Okay. Um, I think that my thoughts and words affect me as a person if I'm going into a job interview mm-hmm. and I feel confident about the job. I, The way I even pray and speak to myself like you got this is very different than when I'm a little unconcerning. It goes from God be with me to God, please help me. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes from you got this to, okay, make sure that you, you don't forget to say this and you yeah. don't forget to say that. The confidence you we put in ourselves based on how we think mm-hmm. um matters yeah. it, it very much plays a role in in 
how we put ourselves out there, how we think of ourselves, mm-hmm. the maturity we come into a situation with. Um, it just, it affects everything about our demeanor. And then the outcome of that situation. Right. Then affects your esteem. Mm. Uh, if you go into something, if you go into something already doubting yourself and you're speaking down, like they probably got better people for than this. Why would she even like me if I, if I look like this? Mm-hmm. Um, no one, none, no one believes in me. No one thinks of me. No one likes me. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't do as well in that situation, you don't think, Hmm, that wasn't the position for me. Instead you respond with, See, I knew they didn't believe in me right. or I knew I wasn't good enough and right, I knew all of these right. things. And so um, your words cause you to act a certain way. And then the reaction of that situation also plays an effect on your own esteem. Yes, very good. And I, I like the fact that you talked about self-esteem because that's a big theme that um, sometimes drives the way that we speak about ourselves yeah. and the lack of confidence that we may have. Um, and I love the the fact that you gave the example of the job situation because we all have kind of been there when we're applying for a new job and not having that self-confidence and we're talking ourselves down. So um, what are some thoughts or words that you have said to yourself that you had to reject? Thoughts and words that I've said, you know, the. <laughs> uh, there's a time period in my in my life where my I think my self esteem was extremely low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm 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 on the dark side of chocolate. Okay, I'm on the dark side of chocolate. I wore braces. That's how I like it. Yes, well, well, that's something that I had to learn that uh-huh. there's something for everyone. Yeah. Um, but I'm on the dark side of chocolate. I wear glasses. I at one point in time I wore braces, and so and I graduated soaking wet high school at 150 pounds. Oh, you were skinny, skinny. Yeah. And so the self-esteem at the time of when I graduated high school wasn't where it was when I started validating myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, At that time period, I I thought that, you know, I wasn't good enough. I Mm -hmm. wasn't, you know, I wasn't always the fastest. I wasn't always the smartest. Um, I didn't think of myself as the most appealing person and kids could be cruel. So they yes. reaffirmed all of the doubt that I had in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at, there came a point in time when I had to just sit back and just think of who I am and mm-hmm. what I brought to the table and what I had accomplished at that time. And I had graduated college at that time. But when I sat and thought of how many of my friends were in college from high school, mm-hmm. How many people had jobs? How many people were able to pay for this and pay for that and be able to take care of home? And how many people were able to do this? And then I added a little bit more meat onto these bones mm-hmm. and then and, and I stood a little bit taller and, and slowly but surely what ended up happening is as I reaffirmed who I am, nothing added, nothing taken away. Just who am I? As I reaffirmed that, so did the attraction of other things, right. including, um, you know, the ladies, but that, (laughs) but no, the more I, my esteem grew, the more opportunities came in every facet, more job opportunities, more opportunities to work with different organizations, more opportunities, go on dates, more opportunities, opportunities, opportunities came because 
I thought better of myself, mm-hmm. which means I walked into situations with my head held high. Mm-hmm. And people can sniff out low self-esteem like dogs. Yes, yes. And yes. and and that matters. Yes, definitely. Um and I um I love the fact that you talked about validating and validating yourself. Um and I think sometimes we look for validation through other people. And I know in my past I've struggled with that. Even now it's sometimes still a little bit of a struggle to find validation um, in other people. But we need to understand that God is the one that validates us. And our self-worth, our self-confidence, our self-esteem comes from him. Um, And so it's important that, like you said, you look at that area of your life that you may be lacking confidence in and really finding a way to validate yourself in order to move forward. You know, you say... God validates us. I kind of look at it a little bit like God plants the seed, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's up to us to water it. And if you don't water it, then there's nothing fruitful coming from that. And so we oftentimes say, why did God do this? Why did God do that? Why did we we look to blame him? Because people have told us that God has put that out there, Mm -hmm. but it's our job to nourish and, and water and, 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 feed that ground, you know, nurture it in order for it to grow. And so if you are constantly belittling yourself, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. I'm not smart. I'm not fast. I'm not witty. Um, why would she want me? Why would this job take me? Why would this person want me around him? Then you're not nurturing it. Mm-hmm. The right. moment you start saying they're lost, right. I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. And all of these things, then you're nurturing it. And so it's, it, God has the ability to put you in certain situations because you will take advantage of it. Yes. Love it. Um, so specifically to our journey that we're in, in, in fertility, um, what are some thoughts or words that you, or even phrases that you've said that you've, or, you know, thoughts that you've had that you've had to reject, um, during this journey? I, I don't want to, uh, forget the segment of my listeners who are really listening to this podcast for encouragement along the way of in, in their journey of trying to conceive. And so specifically in the infertility journey that we're in, what are some thoughts or um, ideas or words that you've said that you've had to reject? So I know the majority, not all, but the majority of your listeners are women. Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy that you're allowing me on here because I think that um, oftentimes the male voice isn't heard on this. Right. And we're supposed to man up or take it like a man mm-hmm. or be rock hard or be the foundation. And it's not always easy in any aspect of fertility, whether that's fertility in your job, fertility in your marriage, fertility in in child um, birth. And, and so it is so important that the ladies understand the perspective of man because he's oftentimes trying to be strong for you mm-hmm. and, and not thinking that, you know, the, the thoughts that I've had of, you know, does God not think me good enough to be a father? Mm-hmm. I, 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 for a long period of time, I said that, um, I defined success as the way my son sees me as a man. Mm-hmm. And what that meant is if I'm God, if I'm, if I'm a leader of spirituality in my house, my son will want to be that the way I treat my wife is the way he will see a man should treat their mother and their future spouse. Mm-hmm. The way I carry myself, my son will see me and I don't even know I'm going to have a son right. when God decided to give me this, 
But the thoughts that came to mind is, God, am I not good enough? Mm-hmm. Am I so am I so tarnished? Have I sinned a certain sin? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we hold our own sins over our head more than God wants to itself. Because once we ask for forgiveness, he said it's forgotten. Right. And yet we constantly bring that we bring that back up and back up and back up. And was it this thing that I did 20, 30 years ago? Was it this, you know, was it this person who hard I broke? Am I am I not good enough? Is this the breaking of chains that we prayed about that it has to be broken by me not having a child? Is oftentimes some of the thoughts that I have. And then I remember you know, who it is that I serve and who is my God mm-hmm. and, and, and what purpose he has for me and the strives I've made to be a better person and how much I know that when he so sees fit, that he'll bless us with the child yeah. and that I'll be able to model that even more because of the journey that I've had mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And so it's constantly, you know, the mind is when they when when the Bible said that an idle mind is the devil's playground, mm-hmm. it was something serious because you know when you sit and you think about these things, you can start to self blame and blame God and blame other people and blame so many things that again, while it might not be your self esteem, it might be your spiritual esteem yes. that you're driving into a dark place. Yes, 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 yes. Very good. Um, what boundaries have you set to ensure? that you watch your thoughts and your words? Um, I, I don't know if it's boundaries, like boundaries sound like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think for me, it's just, um, it's just like constantly reminding yourself, mm-hmm. constantly striving for better, constantly preparing. Like I'm constantly preparing. Um, you know, I was excited when we, we set up our life insurance. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, we're leaving something for the generations behind us. Right. And while there's no child in hand mm-hmm. right now for us to be parent, preparing it, I'm constantly telling myself that you need to prepare yourself. And so I don't know if it's boundaries, but I'm speaking life mm-hmm. over all the situations. Right. And so I'm constantly telling myself I need to do this in order to be prepared for when that time comes and I need to do that. And so I'm not allowing myself to fall into that dark trap of I'm not good enough now. I'm not going to front and be like, oh, it don't never happen because I'm always thinking positive because... We're in life. Uh, We're living yeah, life. Like when, when life hits you in the face, it hits you hard. Yeah. And so when those times come, um, you know, I, I do put on a face sometimes for you, mm-hmm. um, because I know that it hits women a whole different way than it hits a man. And so right. if I got to put on a face to let you know, it's going to be all right. I, I put that face on. And when I get in the car, you know, me and God have that real, real man talk. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, look, look, dad, look, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. What you're thinking. But me and me, you know, I talk to him like a father talks to a son and a son talks to a father. And it's not the holier than thou talk. It's that real like I need you now talk. And so I have my moment with that. And then I let it go. Because for me, that true, that true honor and respect and belief that he will see me through any situation means that once I let that prayer out and I let my frustrations out, I got to let go and, and believe that he'll control it. Very true. Yes. Um, in the last episode, we talked about the fact that there's power in the tongue and we have the choice to speak life or death over the situation. So when we talk about boundaries, really it's important that you 
see what is it that you're feeding yourself, you know, in, in your mind, mm-hmm. because what you feed in your mind is what's going to predicate and come out of your mouth. And so um, making sure that you're surrounding yourself with positivity, you know, you're chasing negative thoughts away when they come, um, because like you said, it's a daily struggle. Uh, you kind of touched on this um, question uh, that I have, this next question that I have, and it's, do you feel that some things you say to yourself stem from your childhood? <laughs> um, I had my first panic attack at 31. Mm-hmm. And when that happened and I went to go see my doctor because I was like, what is this chest tightening? Mm-hmm. Can't breathe, world spinning. Um, I went to go see my doctor and my doctor said, I think that you suffer from a panic attack. Have you ever been diagnosed with anxiety? Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, first of all, parents ain't really take us to the doctor's office like that for me to be diagnosed with anxiety. anxiety like right. if you ain't have no cold, you was in good health. Right. So and even um, then they'll just give you over the counter medication and you're no nah, grandma went in the backyard and, and pulled <laughs> some leaves and boiled right. it. And that's what you got. Like that we Island over here. That's what we do. <laughs> um, and so it wasn't until then that I sat back and I thought of every situation I had and how my body reacted to it Mm -hmm. and it was at that point that I realized how my thoughts and my body have been reacting since childhood Wow! and so I answered that question with I realize now that a lot has stemmed from my childhood Mm -hmm. Um, I see myself as a goofy joking around all the time and at times people very much say they see that in me but they will also say they see a very very serious side of me and Mm -hmm. I don't see that side until I think about those situations and I right. realize how precautious I am in every situation because I'm afraid that I might make a mistake and the outcome is going to come out bad. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and how I talk to myself mm-hmm. in those situations in fear that something bad might happen and right. what will, what will people think of me if this happens and what will happen if this happens and this, that, and the third, and I'm not going to be seen as good enough or smart enough or wise enough, or she's going to be disappointed. She's going to wonder what kind of man did she marry and all these different things mm-hmm. that come into mind. And I realized that that stuff that I've been dealing with since I was a child and how hate to say it, but how my parents interacted with me and how mm-hmm. my siblings interacted with me and mm-hmm. the pressure of, of, you know, since I was a young, I'm talking seven, eight years old, people were like, you're going to be a pastor. <laughs> I, ju- I mean, like that's another podcast. Listen, that's a whole nother podcast, a, but, a pin in that one. but the stuff, the pressure that that puts on you yes. of not messing up. Yes, yes, yes. And so, all that plays into how you talk to yourself because you feel a certain responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not bad because some of these things is important for you to talk yourself into. I need to know that there's a, that people consider me as something in order for me to do good and things of that sort. But it also adds pressure. pressure yeah. has another effect. Very it good. adds pressure mm-hmm. and it almost adds a pressure that's not God reliant but self-reliance. Yes. Um, you find yourself thinking like, I have to do this and saying like, 
look, God in control of everything. So right. I'm going to just do what I think is best and pray and trust that he, he'll he take the wheel. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's like, I have to do this. And who are we? Right. Who are we, we? Need, we're, we can't rely on our own strengths. If we do that, we will fail. Um, so very good. Um, so the second part to um, the last episode is what we allow others to say to us. Um, and that can be the most hurtful and have the most lasting, uh, impact. So I I spoke about the fact that sometimes uh, these words come from close surroundings. So family and close friends, uh, even with my episode with Jennifer, um, she talked about the fact that, especially with us being, you know, from Caribbean descent, that people will just make comments and be like, oh, you gain weight, you know, you're getting fat, listen, you know. <laughs> so um, sometimes that, the you know, those type of words come from very, you know, close family, close friends. And, and I know for me personally, my circle is really small. So a lot of times it's not that the, the intent is bad, um, but it comes out, you know, in a hurtful way. So, and the other part of that is we don't know how to properly address those type of things. So my first question for you in regards to what we allow others to say to us, um, if you would share an experience you've had, um, maybe a friend, family member, um, someone you've come in contact with, uh, to, that said something that triggered you, um, and did you address it and how did you address it? You know, um, so something that may have triggered you, whether it's in, the realm of you know your childhood maybe even on this journey journey of um being in fertility what is something that may have triggered you and did you address it um i think when you talk about boundaries mm-hmm. this is one that um i guess this is where boundaries really come in mm-hmm. is as far as who and what you let around you, mm-hmm. um, I don't even go, gotta go that far. I think that the best examples that I have has to deal with this journey as we seek for, um, a child. Mm-hmm. And so, um, people say stuff all the time, yeah, like all the time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because since being, since being married and actually trying to have a child, uh-huh. I found that I don't ask people when they're going to have a child, right. ask them if they would like to have children. Right. Which is a very... don't, don't want to have children. And that's okay. And that's fine. Yes. That's perfectly fine for you not to want to have kids. But yeah. I found that I don't ask people when they're going to have kids merely for the simple fact of you don't know their journey. Right. You don't know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. And that simple question can hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but asking that and that kind of hurt is more like a, it brings it to the forefront of your mind type of hurt. Mm-hmm. It's not anything that has to be necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. What happens with me is, I would say, the place that happens the most is actually at church. Okay, yes. <laughs> Again, and it, it's from worse our- at church because you can't go <laughs> off the way you want to at church because right. the Holy Spirit's in the room. Yes. And so you better act accordingly because you respect the place that you're in but you know i've been at church and people has been like you're not hitting it right that's the reason why um 
that that's the reason why you haven't had a child or you need to call your dad and ask him how to have kids because your dad knows your dad must know how to have kids ask him what position he did or and this is in church and and i mean granted you know i i I often (laughs) tell my wife that sex is an act of worship um hallelujah won't he do it (laughs) here we go don't get off track but you know, you'll hear stuff like, oh, you need to you need to do it from behind. That's how you'll get her pregnant. And it's like you want to go, you, you want, you know, well, ch- children, children, your time will come. Don't don't don't, you know, don't go talk to your parents about the birds and the bees. Um, but no, but seriously, like. It, it, you want to respond on so many different ways because they're saying it in a joke, but it's so insulting on so many levels because they don't know how bad you want this Yes, for them to be joking about it in a way that is so personal. Yeah. And so you're sitting here and you're looking around and you're like, you're in church. So you, you, you know, you just kind of give them a look that lets them know like it's time to stop talking. And normally what church people will do is they'll put their arm around you and give you a hug. Like, Okay, okay, okay. I'm just joking. And at that moment, what you really want to say is, get off me, bro. You don't know me like that. (laughs) Uh, So I find myself that that's the hardest place to create barriers. Yes. It's the hardest place to create boundaries. You know, a co-worker can say that, and you'll say, this isn't the place for that conversation. Let's have work conversations. You can, somebody on the street will say that, you'd be like, you don't know me in that fashion mm-hmm. a family member you can easily look at them a certain way for them to know like we don't really play these games but in church yes, it's the hardest hard. place yes. to create those boundaries and so normally i just i just nod i just stop talking right and if you know me i'm a talker and i'm a jokester and the I, moment you stop talking there's something i wrong. stop talking and i give them just a straight face and i just nod my head and mm-hmm. then when they're done i just thank you and i walk away mm-hmm. um that's that's me keeping my peace and keeping my sanity and keeping the respect for the church because that's actually the hardest place. So I think that it's important that, you know, it, that people be mindful of the questions they ask mm-hmm. because it takes people places and, yes. it, and it makes them feel some type of ways. Yeah. And it drives, you know, imagine being in church and all those thoughts that we talked about, those negative thoughts mm-hmm. about self, mm-hmm. that self blame mm-hmm. coming in in church like you've you've pushed out the spirit now and you're focused on these negative thoughts Mm -hmm. that's taking you away from where you want to be and you need to be in that moment where where you really need to be in that moment yeah um i just think also like sometimes when people say something to you it puts a thought in your mind it puts a seed in your mind Mm -hmm. that you weren't even like thinking about you know um i remember you came to me I think because you had a conversation with someone and you were like you know D like I want you to know like even if we have kids like I will never leave you um and that was never a thought in my mind and someone else said the same thing like I'm praying like that Woody's strong and that he would never leave you and it's like I never that thought never came to me you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but because of the words that were said I'm like wait a minute like is this something I have to be praying against? You know what I mean? And and like I said in the last episode, um, this topic um, and this journey is so sensitive and you become hypersensitive and hyper-focused on it so much that you readily accept 
like everything, you know? And in the past, I want to say three months, three to six months, I've really had to come to a place where it's like, I have to filter what people say mm-hmm. um, because I cannot allow certain things to take root in right. my mind and certain right. things to take root in my heart because then it's going to create, it's going to create doubt. It's going to create anxiety. It's going to create fear. And so, like you said, um, just be watchful of what you say to people, um, especially in this journey. Um in the month of October, it is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Month. And um, we'll kind of go more in depth into this topic of um, the infertility journey and specifically losing um, a child or having an early miscarriage and that sort of thing. But you have to understand that um, it's, it's hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you just you just accept everything. And sometimes you don't know how to set up those boundaries. Like you talked about church and um, that being a very difficult to place. Um, um, it's hard to play, you know, put people in their place. But even sometimes with friendships and family members, it's hard to be like, oh, this topic is off limits. You know what I mean? Um, especially for us now, because we've totally exposed this topic. And then now to say, okay, like, this area, like, I'm very sensitive about it. Just be careful what you say. You know I mean, what I mean? And it, it's in everything. It, it's, it's you know, I don't I don't really want to, and I don't go often anymore. Like, I'm okay with saying I don't want to go to baby shower or kids' birthday parties. Mm. Like, that. I love me some kids. Like, I will, po- I will play with kids all day, yes, every day. But going to birthday parties and baby showers and things like that, it's hard for me right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and... I get this look on my face, this glazed look that I don't realize that I have until someone says something to me. Right. Because in that moment, like you might catch me in a moment where I'm like, God, when is it going to be my turn to be celebrating my future child? And so I have to constantly remind myself, like be in the moment, be present Mm -hmm. in the moment, enjoy this moment for this person. And it's not that you're not happy for that person. It's that, they didn't even plant the seed, but the seed has been planted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where in that moment you're, you know, having self doubt and that and all of that, of yourself, especially, yeah. you know, we're in our, we're in our early to mid thirties. So there's a lot of baby showers happening. Yes, and and so it's, it's almost, <laughs> it's, it's almost cynical <laughs> in entertainment. How many people have come and said, we weren't even trying yes. and, and, oh, and, and things like that. And so when they <laughs> say that to you, it's like, not you like you're happy for them, but at the same time you're like, you ain't even trying, huh? Yeah. And I've been we've been trying. We've been trying. We've been trying, trying. trying. <laughs> and so like it, it's 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 you know seeds are they come and they go, and so you gotta you gotta allow, allow some of them to wash away, and then you, you gotta know how to stop some of them from flourishing to anything. You gotta pray to other ones to nurture, mm-hmm. and so it's it's interesting. Yeah, I think the most listened to episode from the podcast thus thus far is um, Grace in Infertility. And um, I think that it's important that we as individuals that are walking in this journey of being in fertility offer grace to others, um, but also for others to, you know, extend that grace towards us. You know, you talked about baby showers and kids parties and all those things. Um, 
it's important that you offer that grace to the individual because you may not know the day of your baby shower may be the day that the person is having an early miscarriage that may or may not have happened. And so um, if the person decides not to go or they don't feel strong enough to go, then, um, you know, you just have to be understanding that, you know, we get grace and we should extend grace as well. Absolutely. Yep. So, um, why do you feel it's hard for us to confront others when they say things that may not be pleasing to us? And when I say us, it's just in general. I'm not saying Woody and Danielle, but in general, why do you feel like we hold back from confronting people, especially in this journey? Well, I think because deep down inside we know the person isn't saying this maliciously mm-hmm. or to take a jab mm-hmm. like when they joke around they're trying to make light of a dark situation yeah and they're making light of it not realizing that it's actually pushing you into a darker place yeah. and you know that's not what their intent is like you're not you need to hit it for like how do they know what i'm doing in the bedroom with my <laughs> wife they don't know if that. That may be the only position we do. Right. You, know, so you they, ain't in our bedroom. You, you're not in the bedroom, so you don't know. <laughs> so I can't. think that they're making light of a difficult situation, and I know that. Mm-hmm. And so because I know they're trying to lighten something that they know that's bringing out pain, I bite my tongue mm-hmm. because I know that, that it's meant well. Yeah. The problem is is intentions and reality is two separate things. The way I perceive it is my reality. So just because you intend to make it better doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt just as much. And so sometimes it's better. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. Mm -hmm. Then we learned that in kindergarten. Like it's best not to say anything at all because they're not trying to be malicious. Mm -hmm. And we know that, which Mm -hmm. is why I oftentimes will just breathe it in and I'll walk away or I'll just give them a stern look and they get that it's not funny. And then there's no hard feelings. I'll talk to them. I'll still greet them. I'll still say whatever, but they just need to know that. That's not, that's not not the joke that I want to, that I want to hear. And so I think that's the reason why, because no random strangers walking up to me in Publix and saying Publix would be our, our grocery store here would be like Kroger's or food line or something like that. It's because you've been all over the state. <laughs> um, but it's, it'll be our supermarket. It's not mm-hmm. like somebody's walking up to me in the supermarket. Like, Hey, you know what? Let me tell you a joke about the fact that you haven't had a child yet. You know, right. these are people who we know and we know care about us mm-hmm. that are trying to make light. And so we, we bite our tongue. Yes. And honestly, it's it's harder with the closer the relationship is because you almost expect that person to know how much that hurt, but they don't. Right. Especially if they haven't been through the, the experience. Yes, definitely. Um, we talk about perception becomes reality. That is huge. um because it's true you know and then the ultimate fact is you the way i look at things is how i perceive perceive an individual's heart and their intentions and so what i mean by that is when people say certain things and you can tell that it's not coming from a good place you know that it's a heart issue and when i'm saying heart issue i'm not talking about 
heart attack and cardiac arrest. It's an issue within that person's character and their traits. And so when we talk about it being a heart issue, um, that person may be coming into this conversation with you with their set of lens, okay, or their Ill, Ill, Ill intentions, and you need to be able to filter out the good and the bad. Um, and so um, there's you just got to be vigilant. There's certain people that you, you cannot allow to speak over your life because you know it's not coming from a good place. You're not coming to um, uplift and encourage. You're not coming to... Um, you know, help us through this journey. And so you just got to filter all those things. Um, one thing I want to mention that came to my mind too, of like watching our mouth and watching our words is the fact that we ended up attending a small group. Um, one of my good friends, um, Sophia, she told us about a small group that a local church um, is kind of hosting about infertility. And I think that was really good for us because it gave us it was like a support group you know and it gave us the opportunity for us to just be open and to just say how we feel you know what i mean and not be judged um by how you know we feel and what we're thinking and what we're going through and knowing that we're not out there alone in this mm -hmm. you know what i mean and sometimes like you said it's like people are coming into this without um experiencing this journey right. and experiencing a loss and to know that, hey, I have these people around me that are going to speak life and are going to encourage right. me, are going to send it. me. Yeah. And even sometimes they don't, they, they don't get it. They're not in the, um, they haven't been through this journey, but they're the ones that are like sending you verses or sending you motivational quotes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to me, I'm very much appreciative of that. And sometimes I like just screenshot it and have it in my phone and my, um, you know, in my camera um, load so I can just go back and read those scriptures and read those words of encouragement and read those um, words of um, knowledge and, and prophecy to say like I know my time is coming you know what I mean and sometimes mm -hmm. you just need um, those words spoken over your life to confirm what God has already told you right. yeah. but I mean you know and it's the type of person for example you got a heart of gold for, for some reason, like someone will do some cruel things to you and you'll still be like, so-and-so needs my help and I'm going to still help them, you know? And I'm sitting here like, why? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice. I'm the dummy. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I you took that whole turn. You took, you took that whole turn the other cheek thing. I, t I give a lot of chances. I and do. so for me, it's like, I forgive mm. and I forget and I forget to even be around you. My God. <laughs> um, but it, it's a, it's a protection thing. Like I, I forgive you. Like we good. Yeah, yeah, Ain't yeah. no, you know, if I see you on the side of the street and you need a ride, I'll pick you up, but I'm not going to openly choose to put myself in that environment where you're going to, where you're going to feel like you can get comfortable enough to say these things again. And mm -hmm. I think that that's a piece that, that is hard and it depends on the heart yes. of the person. And yes. I think that you have a really big heart. And so 
That's why I get hurt. <laughs> you, you put your, you, you end up putting yourself sometimes yeah. in those situations where like me, that person, you know, that person says a cruel thing. And if we're not close, they catch a handshake and a walk away. Like I'm, I'm shaking your hand in movement, which means that we still, we, we fine. I don't hate you, but I'm going to keep it moving because I'm not going to give you the opportunity to take that jab. It's it's because who you allow in your circle really matters. I think that that life group that was a part of was really good because yes. I don't think outside of that life group, even till now that I've actually heard a man mm. express mm. how they feel. Yeah. I've had plenty of women express how they feel, how they feel, Very but true. I don't think that outside of that life group and I've known some men and they give me, you know, you know, especially uh, men of ethnic culture. We have this <laughs> head nod that we give that says a lot more than the head nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my 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 Caucasian sister of a co-worker saw it the other day. She was like, that's so cool. You don't even know him. And he nodded at you. It was like, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, she was like, what did it mean? And I was like, I see you. She was like, <laughs> I see. You. And so those guys will give me that that head nod. That means like. Stay strong, you know, you got this, don't worry about it, find comfort and all of that. But to actually openly express like, bruh, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. You don't have that. So I think that, you know, pushing out the bad circles and, and bringing in the ones that's most important is really important as yeah, well. Yeah, very true, very true. All right. So um, thank you for joining this episode yeah. of the Infertility Podcast. Hopefully... Um, the two episodes put together on what your mouth have provoked some thoughts and dialogue on what you say to yourself and what you allow others to say to you. Um, thank you to my hubby Woody for being on this episode and you're pretty much like a reoccurring guest. If I need uh, the male perspective or I think that people say I'm a little bit more lively when you're on. And listen, if you see this, comment on her on her <laughs> IG, comment I on can't. her on on anything that she'll see on her Facebook, on whatever. Let her know if y'all want me to come back because I, I'd be nervous and I don't want to say the wrong thing. My wife. How might, did I say you know, it? If I cut you off and you gave me the scissors. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so, no, I re- I really enjoy it. Thank you for allowing me on here. Yes. Yeah, so um I really appreciate you being open and, and providing that male perspective. Um, and expertise. So until next time, thank you again for listening to the Infertility Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Infertility Podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.